The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Christy Carey about her wedding at the Swan and Dolphin at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Christy. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to be married at the Swan and Dolphin. So I think having a wedding on Disney property or somewhere near Disney was sort of a given. We are DVC members and annual pass holders, and I sort of converted Mike when we met almost five years ago now. He always had loved Disney movies, but I definitely convert him to being a Walt Disney World sort of fanatic the way that I am. So I think there wasn't really any other question of where we would get married. It would definitely have to be somewhere either on or near Disney. That's great. Now, how did you choose the Swan and Dolphin? Did you look at having a Disney wedding first or how did that go? We did. Yeah. So we we definitely had looked at Disney fairy tale weddings. And this was obviously way before COVID. We got engaged in... Oh gosh, a few, I think it was three years ago now. So we got engaged and we, I had always wanted to go with Disney fairytale weddings. They do such a beautiful and amazing job at that point, And this was pre COVID. We had had a guest count of about, you know, an invitation count of about 125. So with that, and this was before Disney fairytale weddings had made some more changes. Now their packages are much more flexible and they're not really even packages anymore. But at that time when we were still planning, there was like escape and wishes and all of those things. And it just did not fit within our budget. So we ended up going with the Swan and Dolphin because it was so cost effective, much more cost effective and incredibly flexible, as well as we were allowed to choose any outside vendors that we wanted to work with through Just Mary. So for example, they had great recommended vendors, but if I had found a vendor I liked someplace else, they had no problem with that. So I think the cost effectiveness combined with the fact that it's a lovely private sort of location and it's right on Disney property was a win-win for us. That's wonderful. Now, did COVID change your plans at all? Did the date get pushed back or anything? It did, yes. We were supposed to be getting married in October of 2020. So that did change. That's kind of why we pushed it to March. It was one of the first available dates. It was pretty hard to get a date for 2021, as I'm sure to a lot of couples that you've spoken to, everybody's rescheduling their weddings. So it's hard for all your vendors to find a date that works. So yes, we did get pushed to this date and chose this date due to the fact that we got rescheduled from COVID. I see. Okay. Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make that trip? 
So because our invitations actually went out before the pandemic, we invited 125, so 125. And then actually due to COVID, we kind of got really lucky in terms of guest count. We only ended up with 40 guests. I see. Okay, great. Now, which ceremony and reception venues did you choose at the Swan and Dolphin? For our ceremony, we chose Crescent Terrace because it was tucked away. For those of you who know Crescent Terrace, it's you go over the bridge between the boardwalk and the Swan and Dolphin, and it's kind of on the water across from the boardwalk, and it's tucked away. It has a lot of shade and trees, and it feels a little bit more private. So we chose that, and then we chose Paddlefish for our reception. Got it. Okay, great. Now, how did you decide to use Paddlefish instead of maybe a ballroom at the Swan and Dolphin or some other restaurant? So I, we love Paddlefish. We love the idea of having, it was just a unique venue. We love the idea of the top deck. We'd been to the top deck before to have cocktails and so forth. And it looks so pretty with the lights and it's got a great view of Disney Springs. So I think it was a little bit more of a unique location. Not that the Swan and Dolphin don't have beautiful rooms, but they're kind of your standard ballroom. So we really liked that this was more unique, as well as it was incredibly cost-effective because we chose to have a lunch reception. So the prices were phenomenal, in my opinion. So it sounds like you used Just Mary to plan the ceremony. Did they also help you coordinate the reception at Paddlefish? They did not. They offered and they have that service for an additional fee. They did just coordinate the ceremony. My planner's name was Leanna McDonald, and she was a heaven-sent angel. (laughs) Um, She was absolutely phenomenal. All the way through, had worked with me through rescheduling, had been so incredibly supportive. On the day of, she was there for me, you know, checking in with me constantly, making sure I was okay. My dress had even snagged on the boardwalk while taking photos. And she was like helping me in the bathroom at the salon, like trying to make sure that, you know, my dress looked okay and everything. So she was absolutely phenomenal. We couldn't have done the day without her, but we didn't really feel that we needed a coordination for the reception at Paddlefish because we didn't we didn't have a bridal party. We actually took your advice uh, and did not <laughs> chose not to have a bridal party, which was absolutely wonderful and amazing and one of the best choices we've ever made. But with that being said, we didn't have as much coordination. We didn't do a bouquet toss or a garter. And we also had a DJ for the ceremony and reception. So he sort of emceed the event. And it wasn't like your standardized reception, which is wonderful. Uh, people like to do it. It was more sort of like a casual luncheon. That's interesting. So he sat up at the ceremony and then how did you give him enough time to move everything over to Paddlefish? Yeah, it was great. So he actually has two different setups. So his ceremony Uh setup was very, very small and sort of compact. So he, it it took him a very um, short period of time as well as our ceremony was scheduled for 10 a.m. But we spaced it out so that our reception didn't start until 12.30 p.m. at Paddlefish. So that gave him plenty of time post-ceremony to get anything packed up and head right over to Paddlefish. Oh, that's great. And because I see this question a lot, did your guests need to be entertained during that window between the ceremony and the reception? Were they totally at a loss? Like, what did they do between the ceremony and the reception? They actually uh, stayed around. So we had gotten the sort of morning, I think, morning breakfast package that came with the ceremony at the Swan and Dolphin. And so there was coffee and juice and pastries and fruit that was put out for everyone, as well as the DJ stayed for a little bit and played music. And actually, everyone stayed because it was such a small guest count of about only 40 people. Everyone stayed. It was just family and close friends. And they all got photos with us. So they mingled, they ate, they had some coffee, some orange juice, and they got photos with us. So people didn't really, I mean, we started the ceremony a little bit late. So people didn't even really feel bored or it wasn't an issue. I thought it was going to be an issue, but it was not an issue at all. That's so great to hear. Did they make their own way over to Paddlefish or did you provide transportation? 
they made their own way. I know some people drove. We had quite a few local friends. Some people rented a car or even some people just took the the Disney bus that we're staying on Disney property. Oh, interesting. Okay, great. And then how did you coordinate things like floral and decor for the ceremony versus the reception? Yes, thank you for asking. So I have a lot of lovely, amazing, an amazing group of Disney ladies. They all helped. So we are floral. We use the same floral that set up the ceremony and the reception site. But the floral that was on the arch, some of the chair swags and so forth, we wanted to get moved to the reception. So a couple of my amazing Disney loving lady friends were tasked with that. They had offered help and they took everything down and moved it to the reception and left a little bit early. They brought like a little rolling collapsible wagon to put everything in. And by the time Mike and I got to the reception, it looked amazing. They had even taken apart some of the arrangements to place the floral uh, all over the room. So I was very lucky to have them. Wow, that's fantastic. What a great wedding gift. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Two specific shout outs to my very close friends, Mercedes and Alex, who handled so much on the day of, was there for me the entire time, you know, from handing out boutonnieres and corsages to family members to having water and snacks and holding my veil all day and making sure I had everything that I needed, handling any mishaps that might have happened. So without all of them, I I couldn't have done this. So I just wanted to provide a shout out to them as well. (laughs) That's great. Now at Paddlefish, did you have a set menu? Were you able to customize it at all? How did you do the food? Yeah, so we looked at the different options that Paddlefish had offered, and we were allowed to customize it a little bit. But we actually, we looked at both their wedding menus as well as we looked at their group lunch menus. And we actually ended up choosing what's called group lunch three. I'm not sure what it's called now. And we liked everything that was on it. It was perfect because it had different options. So it was like, Here's what you can choose for your first or your second, and then your dessert course and so forth. The great thing about Paddlefish was that people didn't have to choose their entree ahead of time. So we, in our RSVP cards, we did not have to put entrees. It was just either, you know, yes or no that you're attending. There was a menus printed out, beautiful menus that Paddlefish had printed out with our names and date customized. And they just let the server know which entree they wanted right there when they were seated. So they didn't have to choose in advance. And so we had three different entrees and then a vegetarian option. And then the the dessert was a dessert trio as well as we had cake. Oh, okay. So tell me about the cake. Who did you use for the cake? So we used Jilly Cakes. She's a local baker. Um, I have celiac, so I have to eat gluten-free. And Mike and I back in 2019 had done a cake tasting with her and she did a phenomenal job. We also wanted a cake that our wedding was tangle themed. So we definitely wanted something that was very tangled themed. The flavors were the bottom was carrot cake, the middle was red velvet, and the top was churro. She did a phenomenal job. The cake looked beautiful and everybody raved about it. So, I mean, not only did everyone have the dessert trio, but they also had, you know, three different kinds of cake to choose from. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you have any other vendors you would recommend? Absolutely. So our DJ that I've been speaking of, his name is Johnny Newman through Blue Chip Entertainment. Uh, Not only was he incredibly cost effective, but a true party starter, like hands down. I didn't really think anyone was going to dance because it's, you know, it was a lunch reception, you know, more of a casual thing. Um, It was shorter than most people's receptions, but he got everyone, even my mother uh, up on, on the dance floor, which we just kind of danced in the middle of the room. And he was so amazing, an amazing MC through the ceremony and the reception. And I just so professional He's a great dancer himself, too, actually. He was pulling out some Michael Jackson moves during the reception. People were taking their shoes off and having a great time. So I cannot recommend him enough. He was amazing. 
Another vendor is Petals Floral in Castleberry, Florida. So that's about, I think, 45 minutes to an hour away from Disney. And she's a one-woman show, but she was phenomenal, did all of the floral and all of the setup at both locations. And I thought she knocked it out of the park. How did you find your vendors? On Wedding Wire, actually. So I kind of just looked on wedding wire and of course, you know, other vendors that other people had recommended, but then was, you know, when I was looking for vendors, I thought, oh, maybe it'll be a little more cost effective. Another great thing about Just Mary that I think I mentioned was that they allowed me to choose my own vendors. So for example, they have phenomenal vendors, but some of their vendors were a little bit out of my price range. So that's when I went to look for outside vendors that were within my price range and they were just phenomenal. I mean, we did use Orlando wedding party rentals, which is a recommended vendor through Just Mary for our arch rental and you know our other vendors, which are David and Vicky Art for photography and Trinity, Trinity Wedding Cinema for videography. Those they were amazing and those are two very important things to us, as well as Stacy Otto for hair and makeup, because I would not have anyone else do my hair or makeup. And we use Catherine Amundi as our ceremony officiant. So I think those were the majority of our vendors. Now, what were the COVID-19 protocols like at the Swan and at Paddlefish? Yeah, so it was wonderful. A lot less restrictive than Disney Fairy Tale Weddings' current and ever-changing COVID restrictions. And, and not that they don't do a phenomenal job, they absolutely do, but they were a lot less restrictive in my opinion. So for example, our seated guests during the ceremony at Crescent Terrace did have to wear a mask, but Mike's grandfather and my brother who walked me down the aisle did not have to wear a mask walking me down the aisle. Mike and I did not have to wear a mask during the ceremony, albeit our ceremony was outside, so that that does help. All of our vendors did have to wear a mask, so our officiant, DJ, everyone did have to wear a mask. But we were very lucky that during the ceremony, we did not have to. Another great thing about Just Mary and the Swan and Dolphin was that afterwards, when we were taking photos with our family and friends, considering it was such a small group of us, anyone was allowed to come up, you know, to we were taking photos underneath the arch where we had gotten married. They could all take their masks off when coming up for photos with us. So if they were seated kind of waiting, they needed to keep their mask on. But when they were called up, oh, you know, so-and-so, it's your turn for pictures with the bride and groom, they could take their mask off. They didn't have to be socially distant if they were comfortable. So obviously it was everyone's comfort level, but it was really nice to not have to worry about, you know, I was really worried about, am I not going to be able to get like a picture where I can kiss my mom on the cheek or something like that? And I didn't have to worry about any of that at all on the entire day. Oh, that's great. So they were really flexible and wonderful with that, as well as, of course, when they served morning refreshments, people were standing at the high cocktail tables that they put out or sitting down at some of the other tables, just eating and and uh, enjoying themselves. And obviously, while they're eating or drinking, did not have to wear a mask. Um, at Paddlefish, it was wonderful as well. So, of course, when people were up and moving about or going to the restroom or the bar or anything like that, um, mingling with people that weren't at their table, they asked that you wear masks. But when people were seated at their table... Um, They did not have to wear masks, even if they were just sitting there, you know, they didn't have to be actively eating or drinking, but if they were at their assigned table and we had um, between six to eight guests at each table. So that was really great. We didn't have to wear a mask during our first dance. Individuals did not have to wear masks while dancing. And also they were super accommodating. We had two couples that are very close to us that had not been vaccinated yet and wanted to eat outside, felt more comfortable removing their masks outside. So they set up individual tables for them outside on the bow deck so that they could feel comfortable eating. And when they came inside, they put their masks back on to sort of mingle. And we still kept their table assignment inside as well. So that was super accommodating. Wow, that's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? 
Yes. As you can imagine, it was a, a long but wonderful day. So we had to wake up at three. Mike and I are a bit non-traditional. We are Disney Vacation Club members, so we had a one-bedroom suite at Jumbo House. We chose Jumbo because a lot of stuff wasn't open there, so it was very nice and quiet. And we had a one-bedroom suite, so I got ready in the living room area and Mike got ready in the bedroom. So we didn't necessarily see a lot of each other, but could still hear and talk to each other. So I think it was a little different than what a lot of couples do, but we really enjoyed it. So between 4 and 6.30 uh, was hair and makeup. And then 6.30 to 7.30, we did those getting ready photos. Uh, videography and photography arrived at 6.30. So, you know, I was in my, my getting ready robe and my bride slippers and, you know, putting your jewelry on and Mike putting his cufflinks on. And they did some really wonderful shots of us opening our letters that we wrote to each other. And of course, I started tearing up and, <laughs> and uh, they got great shots of that, I'm sure. And so then after that, we did our first look out at Jumbo House. And then after that was done and we did um, some couples photos like on that beautiful bridge on the fifth floor at Jumbo House, uh, we went over to the boardwalk and did some couples photos there until about 10.15. And then our ceremony started about 15 minutes late. So between 10.15 or so and 11.30 was the ceremony and then all the photos with family and friends and everyone at the ceremony site. Then about about 11.30, that's when everyone kind of left to head over to Paddlefish well, we had a little bit of time and we went and walked right to the yacht club and did some more photos in front of that lovely lighthouse and some of the beach uh, photos there, which were great. So then we headed over to Paddlefish after that. I think we arrived around 1245. And from then until 430 was our reception. And then we actually were only scheduled to have our reception until 3.30, but people were dancing and having such a great time that we paid extra to extend it an hour. And we're glad that we did because it, it people were just having a phenomenal time. So we extended it that extra hour. And then after that, we did a couple more photos with our photographers around Disney Springs, especially in front of that Orange Bird mural, because I love Orange Bird. And then we went back to our hotel. We were very tired. And then a few hours after that, we actually had a wonderful dinner together at California Grill, just the two of us, which was a great memory. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Now, I'm curious about this. So Paddlefish let you extend your, your reception on the spot? Yeah, so it was in the contract as well. If you wanted to extend, it was an additional $500 per hour to extend. And I had spoken with Kate Harrelson, who was absolutely phenomenal. I'd been working with her all along. She uh, does all the events for Paddlefish. And she was like, yeah, if you want to extend it, it's, it's no big deal. Um, another thing that I recommend is that the, so the food and beverage minimum for the bow room, which seats up to 70 max, but really comfortably more like 50, we did not want any other events to possibly be up there in the other room, which is a small room called the lounge, which is well, seats only 30. So we just rented out the entire top deck because we knew that we were with that many guests, we were going to easily meet the food and beverage minimum for both rooms. So therefore we had the whole top deck and we didn't run the risk of other events or other guests coming up there as well as had the use of the whole top deck, which was great because that other smaller room, Mike and I went to like practice our first dance a couple of times before we did it. And like, I had a place to touch up my hair and makeup or change my shoes. So um, that was, that was really phenomenal. That's a really great tip. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so it sounds like photography was really important. Can you talk about some of the other aspects that were really important to you when you were planning, either in terms of your budget or just how much attention you gave them? Absolutely. So like you said, photography and videography were the, the top most important things to us. We wanted to be able to have those memories captured and look at them for years and years to come. Um, the next sort of top 
thing where we placed our budget was food and beverage. So we want our guests to have a good time, have delicious food and people to not go hungry and to have a great time. And then I would say the third thing we focused our budget, which was really sort of my thing more than Mike's was floral because Tangled is our favorite Disney movie and we're having a Tangled themed wedding. I really wanted to make sure there was a decent amount of floral. Um, that was just important to me for our theme and fresh flowers just make me so sublimely happy. Um, so we did actually focus a decent amount of our budget on floral as well. Got it. So then where were you able to save money or time? Yeah, so we actually chose to have a classic bar package instead of the sort of top shelf open bar. So we saved quite a bit of money there. And it was more than just beer and wine. It was, you know, um, classic liquors as well. So that's where we saved quite a bit of money um, on that, choosing sort of the classic bar package versus the top shelf one. And then we also had only two past appetizers before the meal started during the cocktail hour. I was so worried that we weren't going to have enough food, but we had plenty and we, I was like, oh, we need to add all these appetizers and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mike had to keep telling me, no, they just had a bunch of snacks and like breakfast food at the ceremony. And they're going to have a full three course meal here plus cake. So we did save money by um, only choosing two past appetizers that people just loved. Oh, that's great. What were the ones you chose? So we chose beef skewers and had this amazing um, sort of teriyaki type blend sauce and seasoning on it. And then we chose there's like a, a corn appetizer um, and it was, it's very similar to the corn that's served at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival as like garlic on it. And it was amazing and people loved it. And we actually just kind of purchased that like per person. So if we had 40 guests, we said, okay, 40 of these, but so not everybody necessarily wanted one. So some people had more than one and they were passing them around throughout the room. Uh, but people absolutely loved the mini sort of corn appetizer. They, they said it was phenomenal. I think Mike and I did try both. Um, we liked both of them equally as well. That's great. Okay. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So other than saying I do, of course, which I was crying throughout, um, I would say it was during our first dance when he called me Mrs. Carey for the first time. It was a really emotional moment and just we were sort of looking at each other and it was really nice. Um, we've been waiting a long time. You know, we've been together for quite a while and then having to postpone our wedding due to COVID. So it just sort of, um, I started to tear up then again too. Let's just face it, I was tearing up the whole day. Um, <laughs> but but yes, that was definitely my, my favorite memory. Um, am I allowed to have just one more? Yes, because of course there are so many great memories. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that was completely unexpected, but amazing was when, um, our three of our various friends, well, two of our friends and one of, uh, her daughter started doing random karaoke during our reception. Like the DJ handed them a mic and it was, oh my gosh, it was, it was priceless and amazing. It was entertaining. It was funny. And I can't wait to see what the videographers captured of that. <laughs> That's great. You got free entertainment. <laughs> That's right. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yes, it went wrong, but then it was okay. So it had been forecasted to rain, of course, on our wedding day all throughout the week. And I was sort of, you know, worried about it and concerned and anxious about it. And then, of course, we woke up at three in the morning and it was pouring rain mm -hmm. and like torrential winds. And I'm like, oh, gosh, no. But then it was supposed to clear up by between nine and 10 a.m. So I'm like crossing my fingers like, oh, my gosh, please, please let this just 
clear up. And our planner, Leanna at Just Mary actually texted me at 630 in the morning because our arch rental was the one that was getting there very early at about 730 and said, we're going to have to call it. It's going to be moved inside in which I was like, oh my gosh, no, please. It's supposed to clear up. And she was a lifesaver. She was amazing. She coordinated with every single one of my vendors, even though the majority of them were vendors I chose, not necessarily recommended vendors. And she coordinated with everybody and said, like, since you have till 1230 before you get to Paddlefish, why don't we push the ceremony a little bit so we can ensure that we have time to get things sort of dry and make sure you can have your ceremony outside. So she was so amazing. She was on it in a heartbeat. And within less than 20 minutes, they were like, yep, we're good. We're going to, we're going to keep it outside. So I was so lucky that by about 9 a.m., the weather did clear up and we were able to get married outside, even though it was about 15, 20 minutes late. Uh, and it was beautiful. I will say one thing that did happen too was that it was it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was super sunny right at 10:15 when I started walking down the aisle. But it was like suddenly like hurricane level winds started picking up, even though it was sunny. So I had a very, I had a dress with a train and I had like a cathedral length cape veil that was attached at the shoulders on my dress. And Leanna and her amazing assistant, I felt they were just so phenomenal because I did not have a bridal party. They were like holding on to my cape and dress for dear life. <laughs> As I was getting ready to walk down the aisle, it was like all over the place. And Leanna looked at me, she was like, do you want us to walk with you and hold this down? And I was like, yes, please. I would not have been able to done it, have done it without Leanna and her amazing team. And right as I got to Mike, the wind started to die down a little bit. It was just like moderately windy, but it, it was quite the funny memory. I mean, I'm talking, it was like all the way up in the air, like Mary Poppins when all of the other nannies get blown away. <laughs> all of the other brides. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. So then you mentioned the gap between the ceremony and the reception. Was there anything else that was, it seemed like it was a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Yeah. So we had had our heart set on characters on having Mickey and Minnie. Um, and that was one of the, we had chosen Crescent Terrace for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was they were allowed to have character appearances where Paddlefish was not. And it's just a beautiful private location. Um, unfortunately, we had had our characters booked, but then they refunded us when COVID hit. And then when we when they started doing character appearances again, and we were looking to sign another contract, unfortunately, due to the COVID restrictions, which we completely understand, and there was going to be an additional fee for six planter boxes, the additional fee increased way out of our budget, as well as the restrictions uh, with the characters and taking photos with them. It just was not, it, it broke my heart, but it was not worth it to us. So um, we completely understand that people need to be six feet away, but we weren't even allowed outside at the ceremony location, even if we were 10 feet away to take our masks off for like one second, you know, with a photo with them. Um, everybody had to have masks on all the time, which we respect and understand. Um, it was just, it was tough for us because no one would have been able to see our faces at all. And also Mickey and Minnie had to be six feet away. I really love all those cute photos pre-COVID where like Mickey and Minnie, like their nose is touched and they hold hands. <laughs> and during COVID, they're not allowed to do that. So with all the restrictions and the quite hefty additional charge on top of the regular character fee, uh, we did decide, it was a hard decision, but we did decide to not have characters. So I was heartbroken and, and really upset about it because it was like the one thing that was so important to me. But on the day of, I didn't even miss it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it would have been wonderful to have had them, but we were so busy and so caught up in the day and just you know in love with each other 
that it, I didn't even miss it. And I had even thought, oh gosh, like the schedule ran really tight, even though I thought I gave us a lot of time. If we had had characters, we would have been on an even tighter schedule. So that was just one of the things that I thought I was going to be so upset about on the day of, but I didn't even think about it. Interesting. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. And also that is so funny. I never thought about that. So Mickey and Minnie have to be six feet away from each other, even though their friends are completely encased in costumes. <laughs> and, and wearing masks underneath those costumes. Yes. Yeah. As of right now, I mean, I'm sure that will change eventually, but as of COVID restrictions, as of right now, yes. That is fascinating. Okay. So is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? So I think worrying about everyone else's experience, you know, a lot of our, our family specifically and some of our friends were traveling and this was when we had had a higher guest count and I was so worried about their experience and, you know, people will need this and that and having to constantly worry about entertaining them and providing a whole week's worth of events and COVID kind of really helped us with that. Um, you know, it's an awful thing that happened, but sort of the silver lining and that we did have a lower guest count and we weren't allowed to do a lot of those things that we had previously planned. So it was more of a low key trip. And I think I was so worried about on the wedding day too, like, oh, what if we have these entrees, but I know so-and-so, like, I know your grandmother doesn't like this. And my husband, Mike, just had to keep reminding me during planning, this isn't about them. This is about the two of us. We pick the menu items we like, we have something for everyone and you don't have to people please. So I think having him as sort of that sounding board and that constant reminder when I was trying to plan a wedding for others instead of planning it for us and what we wanted. So I, I wish I had not worried about that as much. And he was really great at, at reminding me to focus on what we want. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips for those who are considering an event at the Swan and Dolphin or Paddlefish, maybe as an alternative to a Disney's fairy tale wedding? I would say if Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding is out of your budget, absolutely. Uh, any of the Just Mary locations or the Swan and Dolphin or Paddlefish are phenomenal choices. As I said, Leanna, our planner at Just Mary, and all the staff at Paddlefish made us feel like royalty. I've never been so well taken care of. Uh, anything that we needed, they were constantly checking on us. And it felt just as magical. You know, a lot of our family didn't even know. They didn't know it wasn't an official Disney Fairy Tale Wedding. They were like, oh, we're on Disney property. Absolutely. Another great thing was we were able to take photos every place that we wanted. It was really cute when we were on the boardwalk taking photos. A couple little girls were walking by. It was earlier in the morning and they were like, look, it's a Disney princess. And my heart just melted. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't feel like I didn't have a Disney wedding. It didn't feel any less than it was amazing. Um, it was exactly what we wanted. The amount of flexibility uh, and cost effectiveness of going through them was a no brainer for us. Um, we were able to just choose and customize so many different things without a lot of restrictions. And I wouldn't have changed it in a heartbeat. It was, it was amazing. So my recommendation is if Disney fairy tale weddings is out of your budget, it's a wonderful option to look into. That's fantastic. Well, Christy, I think you've shared a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in a wedding or vow renewal at the Swan or at Paddlefish. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. It was wonderful. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, 
check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. 